0: when a hug is least deserved but most needed. The newspaper comic strip, for better or for worse, is cartoonist Lynn Johnston's take on the Martin family as she chronicles the life of the Pattersons. It was one little comic strip in July of 2011 that I printed out to put into my file The episode had a six-year-old Michael, and Michael is there trying to build an elaborate tower out of his set of blocks. The blocks keep tumbling over again and again and again. In utter frustration, he cries out, dumb, dumb, crummy things, and kicks the pile of blocks across the room. This has been most of the afternoon. Mom has had just about enough of his behavior, and then goes and reaches for Michael, grasping his hand, saying he's going off to bed. Oh, no, I don't want to go to bed, he protests. But mom will have none of it. To bed and to bed now, she says, as The exhausted mom is about to turn off the light. Michael, now tucked into his bed, asks, Mom, aren't you going to kiss me goodnight? To tell you the truth, Michael, when you act like this, I just don't feel like kissing you at all. But Mom, Michael pleads, that's when I need it the most. From her contrite son, mom comes to an understanding. I think it's the very understanding, the point of Jesus' parables on forgiveness. Forgiveness begins with that sense of empathy, of putting our own perspective aside, and at least for a few moments, trying to see things from a perspective of the one perhaps who has hurt us or failed us. Such forgiveness truly is never easy. It means first and foremost for all of us to overcome our own anger, our own outrage at the injustice that we perceive has been waged towards us. It means that focusing our concern Instead, on the person who wronged us and ruptured our relationship with him or with her. It means, in fact, possessing the humility of facing the hurt that perhaps we ourselves at one time or another have indeed inflicted on another person. As as a result, perhaps, of our own incendiary insensitivity, but it's only in forgiving, only in seeking forgiveness, that I truly believe we're able to realize the possibility of bringing healing and life to a pained and a grieving situation. See, Jesus repeatedly calls us to create within our families, our communities, that kind of place and environment in which forgiveness is joyfully offered and humbly but confidently sought when goodnight hugs are always shared no matter how undeserved, but as Michael recognizes most needed, See, the greatest sin of the unforgiving servant in today's gospel is his refusal or his inability to recognize that perhaps God is there in their midst. He has worked that provides for his family. His own debt has been forgiven by an understanding and a compassionate person and for the obtuse servant That's all that seems to matter. He possesses no sense of gratitude for the good extended to him. He cannot see that he is part of a world bigger than his own wants, bigger than his own needs. He reasons that the king's forgiving of his debt is something he's entitled to, that survival is the name of the game, and He found a way to win. But forgiveness has very little to do with winning and losing. The kingdom of God that Jesus comes to reveal to you and to me over and over and over again is about a perspective of life that's built on gratitude for the very gift of life itself a gratitude that compels us to be generous, a gratitude that recognizes justice, and in that recognition, we give justice. And in those moments when we ourselves have been forgiven, it's in that recognition that suddenly we find the grace the strength, the courage to forgive. My prayer for us this weekend is that we possess the spirit of gratitude for all that we have been given and all that we have been forgiven for in our lives. And may that spirit enable us to create God's kingdom here and now a kingdom in which forgiveness is joyfully offered and humbly but confidently sought, mirroring the very mercy and forgiveness of God, the compassionate one, for you and for me. It's hard to believe that it was 42 years ago that John Paul II, St. John Paul II now, who was an attempt on his life, Of course, John Paul lived through the assassination attempt and after he recovered, he shocked the world when he made a visit on Christmas Day to one of Rome's prisons to see the man who had attempted to assassinate him. Millions of people throughout the world watched on television as the Pope on Christmas Day visited his assassin only two years before. It changed JP 2s life forever. The white-robed pope and the jean-clad terrorist huddled in the dark prison cell for 20 minutes. They spoke in low voices that could not be heard by anyone other than each other. When he emerged, John Paul explained, I spoke to a brother whom I have pardoned. But probably the thing that I will never forget was the next week, the headline of Time Magazine simply had the image of John Paul II with one statement, actually one question. Why forgive? A good question. It's been asked for centuries. And you and I have probably asked it ourselves. But Jesus answers the question in the gospel today. Why forgive that you might have life? That you might be able to take the next step in your life? That you might be able to be free and free yourself from the past and free from hurt and free from anger and free from the things that hold us bound. Oh, the message, the message that we hear is a message oftentimes difficult to hear. But it is the message of the gospel. And I think it is the message that brings the most healing in our lives. For many of us, it's time to take the next step. For many, it's time to pick up our journey. For many, It's time, here, now, today. I challenge you, put whatever that hurt, that anger, whatever it is, that person in the palm of your hand today, and give it to the one whose arms are open for you and for me, and when you walk away, recognize in return the gift that you receive is Jesus. Find life, hope, and love today.